This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with Of Camels and Needles Eyes, Third Prophecy of the Passion, The Blind Beggar, Zacchaeus, and Parable of the Minas, Part 1. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider.
reading from Isaiah chapter 26. In that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. He sets up salvation as walls and bulwarks. Open the gates that the righteous nation that keeps faith may enter in. You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. For he has humbled the inhabitants of the height, the lofty city. He lays it low, lays it low to the ground, casts it to the dust. The foot tramples it, the feet of the poor, the steps of the needy. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. We have an advocate with the Father. Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. propitiation for our sins. He was We pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. God's word for us today is taken from Isaiah, where we read, we have. When I first got here, we had an urban ministry conference. Of course, you students all remember that. Oh, no, never mind. I've been here a little while now. And the conference had all kinds of great objectives. Yet still, I remember one paper. Oh, maybe not the paper but at least the title. It was given by one of my Old Testament colleagues, and the title was to the effect, A Theology of the City. Apparently he had 50 minutes to give this paper, and I still remember looking at him and saying, you only need two words, cities bad. <laughs> cities come in all kinds of shapes and forms, Theology of the city in the Bible is actually pretty easy. Cities, bad. Isaiah knows his cities, but be careful. The cities aren't out to get us. Rather, when Isaiah talks about cities, when the Bible talks about cities, they bring out the worst of us. And now, don't get me wrong. I'm most comfortable, frankly, in a world in which Lots of people are there and languages I don't understand. Yet still I'm up against this idea of cities bad. When Isaiah bumps into a city, 
He calls the people rulers of Sodom, princes of Gomorrah, which just in case you might have been uncertain, that's uh, not a compliment. Instead, they're places in which we use people. We seize control. After all, the first big city we bump into is not Chicago or not, Dem oh, that's, Iowa doesn't count. I'm trying to do an Iowa trick even right now. Instead, it's that little place called the Tower of Babel. You want to know what a city is, how it brings out the worst of us. The Tower of Babel isn't just a city. It's a siege engine. Let us build a tower, the people say. Let's take control. Let's practice our politics. Let's unite our people. Let's seize power, even for our objectives, whether good or bad. Cities seize control. And how often we're tempted to use power to accomplish our goals, whether selfish, selfish or uh, is it such a thing as selfless? Call me a cynic, perhaps. We love our cities. We build our towers. We take control, because if we work hard enough, part of us still hangs on to, perhaps we won't be scattered. Isaiah's language in 24 is the city of chaos. Note, I'm avoiding a Hebrew term right now. Okay, it's Kiryat Tohu, couldn't resist. But it's the rumbling, it's the struggles. That's what it is. We want to make our way up. We want to use our tools. We want to play our games, lest we lose. This attempt to go up is ultimately doomed to failure. And then we encounter Isaiah here in 26. Here again what the prophet says, in that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have. In that day, and okay, this is my grammar moment I can't resist. I get excited about demonstrative adjectives. Okay, in Hebrew, English, they're whatever, pronouns. That word, that, is a big honkin' deal. In that day looks to a time in which it's not about what we do, not about our struggles to ascend, our struggles to take control. That day is about God coming down. In that day, God comes down. He sets up the salvation. He does all the work. For not only does Isaiah have that city of chaos that brings out and represents the worst of us as people, but he even looks to a greater city, the city of Zion in Isaiah 2, a place in which God dwells with humanity, proclaiming his word, uniting all people in a radical peace. We don't go up, God comes down, and we see Jesus as the true Zion, God with us. And through what Jesus has done, we're able to see the, sing this song. We have a strong city, and it's not about anything you try to do. We have a strong city. He sets up salvation. It's not about what you can do. It's about your heads, how you rest. It's not about the chaos. It's not about your struggles. It's not about you trying to seize control. 
Instead, Isaiah gives us an image of rest, of peace. That, after all, is what faith looks like. Psalm 46 says it so well, Be still and know that I am God. But perhaps even better, let go and know that I am God. We encounter Jesus, who proclaims to us to be, who proclaims to us as his, proclaims to us to be his children, who says that I have won the battle, and all you need to do is rest and trust. We have a city. I still remember that paper back when I first got here, which again, most of you don't remember. Okay, that's my midlife crisis to get it out of the way during the, in the pulpit, I guess. A theology of the city. Two words, city is bad. Truth be told, there's a lot more. There are the cities that represent the worst of us, but how much more for the city that is what God has done for us? Jesus, who has made you his child, who has given you his peace, until that day in which you will reach the new Jerusalem, the new creation, where you will see Jesus face to face. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
mercies are new every morning, and though we deserve only punishment, you receive us as your children and provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness, give thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. against you, but you spare those who are penitent. Hear the prayers of your people who call to you. Though we have justly deserved the scourges of your anger, deliver us from your anger and your mercy. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all.